Hey everyone, it's Monday. We're going to do this topic on today, avian flu, influenza. And I am really excited because this week we are also signing you guys up for Remar Nurse University, which is the next generation version of this event. Haven't ever done a next generation version of this event yet. So I am looking forward to it being graduation season and for you guys all to get signed up. So if you have not signed up for this event, you need to get out your quick facts book, start preparing for that, and also go to remarnurse.com forward slash RNU, forward slash RNU, because as one of the things that we will be doing during Remar Nurse University is we will be having reading from this book. So for example, I'm going to focus on client simulations for next gen. That's just been my way to help prepare you guys to mentally be able to get through case studies, um, identify prioritizations based on doctor's orders, laboratory values. So I will be working from this book. A lot of you guys already have this book. So me assigning required reading is not going to be a big deal because you mostly have this book. So for the first week of Remarners University, we will have reading to do. All right. And it's just because a lot of you guys won't actually be able to go to a next gen NCLEX review. That's just, a, that's just, just what it is. They are very far and few between. And so I'm going to do one for you guys live, but it's at remarnurse.com forward slash RNU. And Remar Nurse University starts May 29th. And it's going to run every Monday, every Monday from to June 26th, okay? So if you have V2, you will be still studying V2. And then you will be also attending Remar Nurse University in the evening. And that's going to help you apply the things you learn in V2 and this book. So the workbook will be coming out very soon. That's why I want you guys to sign up too as well. I'm working on the workbook now, okay? <laughs> but we're gonna get into the avian influenza. Are you guys ready? So we commonly know this. Hey, everybody. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can use your, um, this is a really great question. I'm gonna be sprinkling in some questions too. Can I use the quick facts for my med surge to class? Absolutely, because there's topics in quick facts, pancreatitis, um, appendicitis, or oh, so many other things that will be coming up in your med surge classes. So you can use the quick facts for that book and the pharmacology section too, okay? Um, it says, I had to pause my V2 studying to come here for your live. Thank you. Hey, that's great because we're going to be talking about... Um, infection control today. Okay. We'll be talking about infection control today. So come on in. We're doing, this is a hodgepodge of NCLEX questions. We have 200 nurses. So on Mondays, we get together as a group, as a Remar family, and we are just pushing our way towards the NCLEX date that you have scheduled. Shout out to my TikTok testimonial on today. If you guys don't follow me on TikTok, get on TikTok because I actually posted a testimonial of Nurse Martinez who did six weeks of nursing school and passed NCLEX. Want to know how she did six weeks of nursing school and passed NCLEX? Check out my TikTok channel. 
That's all I got to say. All right. Avian, avian influenza. Get into it. Get into it. So avian influenza is known as the bird flu, and it refers to an infection. It, in, it refers to an infection with avian influenza, which is a type A virus. Shout out to Nurse Nancy taking her NCLEX this Wednesday. We praying for you. We praying for you. And the incidence of the avian influenza is that some of this types of flu can affect humans. And so it is a threat to public safety. NCLEX is all about public safety. So we're going to just review this and then I'll have some practice questions at the end. Okay. Now, the main risk factor for transmission from birds to human is direct or indirect contact with infected animals or with environments and surfaces contaminated by feces. People can become infected by breathing virus um, in droplets in the air or possibly dust or by touching surfaces contaminated with infected bird mucus, saliva, or feces, and then touching their eyes, mouth, and nose. And so when you talk about the avian influenza, they're only a certain type of uh, population that are gonna come in contact with this. So if you're a traveler and you're traveling uh, through a place where there's a lot of you know, infected birds, or if you work with birds, or if you, even if you eat like undercooked eggs, these are the populations that are going to get this. Also, the reason why we're studying this is because healthcare workers can come in contact with this particular virus. So we may not see it so much in the schools, right? And in, in like children, you may not see it you know, in college campuses or anything like that, but healthcare workers can be susceptible to this type of influenza. So the symptoms are going to be fever. Another term for fever that you may see on NCLEX or NextGen is hypothermia, cough, sore throat, difficulty breathing, shock, eye tearing, redness or irritation, okay? And just kind of think of the symptoms of the uh, another influenza and you can see some similarities here. Headaches, runny or stuffy nose, muscle or body aches and or diarrhea. So influenza, this is a specific strain. However, this is typically something that you would expect if somebody asked you what were the symptoms of the flu, okay? So you have hyperthermia or fever, cough, sore throat, difficulty breathing, okay? Flu is going to affect your lungs. The avian flu may not be uh, so, so fatal, right? Just like the typical influenza, what people mostly struggle with are the complications of the respiratory system, the after effects, the, um, the secondary infections, which after influenza can lead to pneumonia, which is a much more aggressive um, type of infection. So these are the things that you will see with avian flu. Shock, eye tearing, redness, irritation, headaches, runny or stuffy nose, or patient may say, hey, my body aches and I have diarrhea, okay? All right. And so again, 
who is most likely to get this type of type A influenza? It's going to be backyard pet owners. Now, I don't know what's the difference between front yard and backyard pet owners, but I feel like if you got pets in your backyard that's living out there, you probably got some, some chickens, right? In the backyard, a chicken coop. And I always like to... Um, I always like to look at them, you know, when I see them driving by in the farms of Ohio and things like that and say, that's pretty cool. But these, these backyard pet owners are at risk for this bird flu. Bird enthusiasts, if you like to hang around birds and watch them and you visit places where they are, it could put you at risk for coming in contact with the feces of the birds that are infected. Hunters, hunters who hunt birds, and I struggled to put this one down and keep it, but I, but I kind of felt like, well, if you're hunting the birds, then usually you might be eating them, take it to the next level and eat them, and then you could be infected. Poultry workers, landfill workers, landfill workers as well, okay? Thank you for, so much for showing up. All right. Okay, let me, I'll put my, uh, my number up for you, okay? And also my email. You can always email me support at remarreview.com, okay? Nurse Toya says, pass my NCLEX, but still show up for the knowledge, all right? And then thank you, Alex. We talked about hyperthermia. We talked about fever. Alex says they can also say pyrexia, pyrexia. All right, so how do we protect ourselves from the avian flu? Use protective equipment like goggles, N95 respirator, surgical mask, or eye protection. Avoid touching the mouth, the nose, the eyes, and contact um, with birds, especially after you've been in contact with their, um, their feces or if you know you've been in an infected area. Wash hands with soap and water. Change clothes before contact with heavy domestic poultry and handling wild birds. And so these are just some of the common sense teachings that we would do to the at-risk populations. Also, the prevention. Monitor daily for symptoms of avian influenza for 10 days after last exposure to infected birds. Okay. Monitor health, even if all personal protective equipment and biosecurity guidelines are followed. And then restart 10-day monitoring period from day one if exposed to infected birds again, okay? Okay, so here we go with the treatment. Because influenza is a virus, we are going to be giving antivirals, okay? Antivirals. And so that is going to be very important. You know, um, antivirals end in Mavir, right? Xanamavir, Ostromavir. And so these are the treatments that will help not necessarily cure, not necessarily cure the, um, the condition, but it will definitely help reduce the um, the symptoms, the duration of it, and the replication of the virus. So that will be helpful to the patient. All right, now it's time. Oh, it's time for our it's time for 
our questions based off of this topic. And we didn't have to spend too much time on it getting into detail. Let me go to the YouTube channel and see how many people are watching from YouTube. For NCLEX, this is a general exam. This is a general exam. So I don't want you guys to feel like you have to know every detail about a specific topic. But if you know the symptoms, if you know the course of disease progression, and if you know the treatments of a thing, you're on a really good start for being able to answer questions. I would, I would definitely say if you have my V2 program, if you watch the videos, if you're able to do all of the exams, and if you memorize the Quick Facts book, you will have the content that you need to pass NCLEX. One additional thing that you can do if you have V2 that I think is going to be extremely helpful to you is take that computer adaptive exam. I have one computer adaptive exam in my course. Take it. Challenge yourself. Set aside the five hours and take it. And it will give you a pretty great predictor of how well you're going to do. Okay, let's see. 253 people are watching. That's great. We have 53 likes. So let's get let's get up to 110 likes for our bonus question. Can we do that? Can we do that? I think we can. All right. And then you guys can go ahead and ask questions specifically about either the V2 or the next gen NCLEX. Those are the kind of questions I want to take for today because I'm live and you might have questions that may help you progress forward to the next step of your studying. Here's our first question. We have 53 likes. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and hit that like button. We're trying to get to 110 today. 110. We can do it. First question. Which of the following symptoms are related to avian influenza? Number one hyperthermia, two, runny nose, three, constipation, four, eye tearing, five, rigid ad abdomen, six, rashes in the vaginal region. Talking about avian influenza, come on through. Good, good job. This is a select three options. So this part of the exam is new for your NCLEX. And it's telling you that there are three actual options that are correct, which kind of takes the stress off of you, I guess, as a regular select all that apply. Okay. <laughs> all right. Correct answer is going to be Lots of comments on the screen. My goodness. Most of you guys are saying one, two, and four. One, two, and four. Okay. Hyperthermia. Runny nose. Eye tearing. Okay. When avian influenza is transmitted to humans, symptoms can include, we talked about hyperthermia, pyrexia, runny stuffy nose, eye tearing, redness, sore throat, and a <laughs> cough. That's good. You guys got that one. Okay. Question number two is this. 
Mr. Smith, a bird hunter, is admitted in the emergency department. He exhibits diarrhea, intense headache, and stuffy nose. The nurse anticipates that he is most likely experiencing avian influenza. To confirm the diagnosis, which of the following tests is necessary to obtain? Oh, I like this one. What are we going to do? Chest x-ray, throat swab, urinalysis, CT scan. Hey. Ah. Okay. Chest x-ray, throat swab, urinalysis, CT scan. I see a lot of number twos, which is interesting, okay? A lot of number twos, people are saying throat swab. Is there anybody else that wants to say something different? People are saying chest x-ray. And this is where, you know, you think about next-gen NCLEX. How do you study for it? How you study for it is not this way. It's not just us doing questions randomly. It's us looking at the content that we actually studied and making decisions based off of content. Because you could probably make a case for all of these. If you were just studying questions and don't fall into this trap, people may tell you just do 100 questions a day from a question bank. But if you're doing 100 questions blindly like this, you're going to waste a lot of time. Okay, you're going to waste a lot of time. What would be better, and some of you guys who are just coming on watching, and you see we're talking about avian influenza, instead of you trying to make a guess on what is the correct test, it would be better if you just went back and started this video over and actually studied avian influenza first. Okay, all right. So, correct answer, guys. Two, it was two, it was two. Some of you knew that. Some of you were confident. Other people were like, you know what? I'm really not sure. All right. Um, bird flu virus infection and clients cannot be diagnosed by clinical signs and symptoms alone. This is usually diagnosed by collecting swab from the upper respiratory tract, nose and throat of the sick person. So testing is more accurate when the swab is collected at a certain time, which is within the first few days of the illness, all right? And so the point that I'm trying to make on today is that the quickest way to pass NCLEX is by focusing on the content first. It really is. The quickest way to pass NCLEX is to do a review of the major points of the NCLEX test plan. And let me tell you what a review is not. A review is not just watching a whole bunch of YouTube videos, watching a whole bunch of random YouTube videos. And I'm on my hobby horse right now. I love YouTube. I love TikTok. I love Facebook. But random videos that don't go together is not an NCLEX review. Sometimes you can't cut corners when it comes to your education. I'm getting a lot of emails of people who are concerned about taking next-gen NCLEX because you failed the previous one. And we got to talk about probably why you failed the previous one first, okay? And so moving forward, the best thing for you to do is make up in your mind that you're going to follow 
a path that, that will lead you to the destination you're trying to get to and not piecemeal this process. Next gen NCLEX, you can't piecemeal it. You need to have something that's going to make sense systematically. Feathers in the air. All right. All right. The correct answer was number two. Question number three, following the diagnosis of avian influenza to Mr. Smith, the nurse plan of care are the following. Select two options. Following the diagnosis of avian influenza to Mr. Smith, the nurse's plan of care are the following. Select two options. Number one, isolate the client. Start the surgery. Initiate blood transfusion. Start IV antibiotics. Administer antivirals. I'm seeing here one in five, lots of one in fives. Okay, great job, everybody. I'm so proud. Okay. Okay. Now, the course of treatment is absolutely going to be is absolutely going to be one in five. Many of you guys have seen this. Again, content review is key. Let me go back to it. So we wanna isolate this client because we know that the avian influenza is very, very contagious. Now, why didn't we go with, let me see if I can go back to it. Why isn't four correct? Why isn't four correct? Okay. Let me know why four is not going to be appropriate. I see some people did pick four. Let me go back to the choices. Four says start IV antibiotics. Yes, okay. Now some people picked four, but I wanted to just make this point. And this just comes down to content. There's a difference between an antibiotic and an antiviral. They're not the same. They're not the same. I think sometimes people use them the same in practice. I think sometimes in nursing school, we don't get this point because pharmacology is so fast and we just end up studying medications, okay? And so what needs to happen is we have to make sure that when we're studying together, we don't assume that everybody knows the same thing we know, okay? We wanna make sure that we give people you know, the, the cues, hey, these are not the same, especially if you pick them, especially if you have picked them. Okay, good job, everybody. Question number four, question number four says this, in general, human infections with bird flu viruses are rare, but can be transmitted through, select three options, can, can be transmitted through number one, direct contact, Two, contaminated surfaces. Three, kissing. Four, sexual intercourse. Or five, air droplets. What saith you guys? What saith you guys? One, some, I see some people are saying like, uh, what are y'all saying? One, two, and five? 
Select three options. I don't know. Maybe the selecting three options is more challenging. <laughs> Those people were on the same page. Okay. Excellent. Okay. All right. Somebody do me a favor and tell me what was the number we're trying to reach. What was that number we're trying to reach? I'm watching the YouTube channel now. Seems like the participation is really high today. Lots of comments on the screen. Got over 400 nurses. Wow. Studying with us. Correct answer is one, two, and five. Amazing job. Amazing job. Bird, flu, interactions in the people are rare, which we talked about, but possible. Most reported, reported bird flu infections in people have happened after unprotected contact with infected birds contaminated surfaces. Also, the virus can infect when enough virus gets into the person's eyes, nose, or mouth, or is inhaled through the air. You said 110? All right. 110 was the number. We have 136. So congratulations. We have unlocked, unlocked this. Okay. Good job, guys. We unlocked it. Boom. So Mr. Smith is ordered to take Ostelmavir, 75 milligrams, one tab tablet once a day for 10 days. He missed the dose yesterday. What, which is the best nursing action? Okay, number one, this is good. Double the dose today. Two, Take the next dose. Three, stop the medication. Four, begin the 10-day regimen. What say if you guys, okay, what say if you guys on today, put those comments on the screen. It's critical thinking here. Okay. Okay, I am looking forward. Okay. Ooh. Perfect. A lot of people are picking number two. I'm just gonna have to see if you guys are right. Mm -mm -mm. Yes, good job, everybody. Good job. It is going to be number two. Just take the next dose. That's the best that you can do. And it's also the safest thing that you can do too. Remember, a lot of NCLEX is keeping our patients from unintentionally harming themselves, especially when your patient has, you're sending them home essentially with drugs. 
right? Because drugs are going to affect the body. So we have to be as sensible as possible. And so just tell the client, hey, just, just take the next dose. So if the client misses a dose of the medication, take it as soon as possible. However, if it is almost time for the next dose, skip the missed dose and go back to the regular dosing schedule. Do not double that dose. Do not double that dose. How did you guys do? Excellent job. Excellent job. Um, I saw there were some questions about the kissing and why that wasn't that wasn't picked for the transmission of avian influenza. Remember, when we're talking about bird flu, human to human contact um, transmission is very rare, very rare. So more than likely you are going to get it from the actual infected bird or a contaminated surface. Okay, I hope that makes sense. All right, guys, how did you do four out of five, five out of five? I would really expect you guys to get a five out of five for avian flu. I think the principles are pretty general. I think when you come across this now, if you're taking um, any kind of NCLEX practice questions because you've done a content review, you should be able to do very well. And that is the goal, that once you have studied the content of a subject in the area, you can check it off check it off and, and move forward, okay? But you don't wanna skip the content review of something. All right, good job, good job, good job, guys. Now we move into the next part of our Monday live NCLEX review. We like to call this one Monday motivation, okay? Monday motivation across the nation. The topic is check your battery, check your battery. We all have... Uh, energy inside of us that we are carrying around. Where do you use your energy lately? Where do you use your energy lately? Yesterday was Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of the Remar nurses, all of the aunts, all of the caretakers. There's so many ways that you are probably mothering people. But we spend a lot of our time as women, as you know, as, as mothers, as sisters, as aunts caring for people. So what are some other ways that you've been using your energy? Do you know that your energy is like a phone battery? So true. So true. We do have the freedom to use it, but once the energy levels get depleted, we need to recharge it so that we can function optimally again. We can function optimally again. So how we use our energy level is important. Here's the two types of energies that, that we should know. The energy takers mm, versus the energy givers. The energy takers versus the energy givers. Some of y'all may know where I'm going with this. This is the season of graduation. This is some of you guys' most important seasons that you will have in your life. Seasons come and go in your life, right? But what you do now as you are trying to get your nursing license will determine what the next seasons of your life look like. So in this moment that you are trying to pass your NCLEX exam, you have to be very, very conscious about what is energy giving and what is energy taking. Because if you are a people pleaser during this season, it can take you much longer to get your 
nursing license because you're people pleasing because you're putting other people. Okay. I'm not going to go there. Let me go back to my slides. The energy takers versus the energy giver. Okay. Energy takers whoo, refer to people, things, or situations that drain your energy, leaving you feeling exhausted, stressed, or depleted. My, 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 my. This is a word. This is going to preach, okay? <laughs> this is going to preach today. Some of y'all, some of y'all cannot recuperate. You cannot heal. You cannot evaluate things with a clear mind because you don't have energy because you're spending way too much time on TikTok. You are spending way too much time looking at the illusion or also known as Instagram of people's fake realities and fake lives. And so what that causes you to do is that causes you to not look at your own situation and number one, be grateful for what you have. Because we're always in this mentality that I have to have the same things as so-and-so or I should be doing the same things that they're doing or why am I here and they're there. That's all an illusion. That's all just giving your energy to things that don't matter. All right. And so that is how you can have fear, doubt and stress because you are not minding the business that pays you. You're minding somebody else's business. The business that pays you right now is your goals, your studying, your attention. And so when you're not doing that, of course, you become stressed. Of course, you are overthinking. Overthinking can paralyze you. OK, overthinking can paralyze you. Clutter and mess. If you're living in a home and you have stuff that you need to get rid of and it's just piling there, that's also affecting your mind. When you're in a space that is disorganized and messy and junky and you got dirty clothes in the corners and you got, you know, old groceries in your refrigerator and you got books and, and mail and, and all kind of magazines and stuff like that, clean that mess up. Clean up your space so that your mind is able to just process your environment. You can enjoy your home when it is not cluttered. I'm talking to somebody. Some of us, a lot of the reasons why we don't have the energy is because we are chronically malnourished. We are not drinking enough water. We are not feeding ourselves things that our bodies can actually use for health. We're addicted to sugar. We're addicted to fake food, processed food, stuff that will never decay because it's not real food, but we love it because it tastes good and it's filled with, filled with preservatives and MSG. My goodness. Some of us need to delete DoorDash. We just need to get rid of it because number one, it's way overpriced. And number two, we don't really need food delivered to our door. We actually need to probably get up, go into the kitchen, pull out a pot and pan and cook our own meal, okay? But it's the junk food, it's the fast food that is helping us stay in a cycle of not going anywhere, of not living and loving ourselves the way we could, 
or should do, especially Americans. We have this problem. As Americans, we are used to eating garbage for the majority of the time. Nobody has a garden, really. <laughs> All right, let me get off of that. No exercising. We don't challenge our bodies. So it's just like we get up, we go to the bed. When we get up from the bed, we go to the couch, we go to our desk. Then we go back to the couch and we go to the refrigerator or we go to the front door, pull out the food. There is no, you know, there is no form of challengers, no form of physical exertion. We are literally couch potatoes, just moving around our, you know, our environment. We want to go somewhere. We get into a vehicle with four wheels that pushes us to the next place. We don't have to do anything. And so that drains our energy. That actually makes you feel more tired. Oh my goodness. Living in the past. Let me say this. The past is not, it's not a real place. The only place the past exists is in your mind. So if you are living in the past, if you are struggling over, you know, past things that happened to you, if you are fearful of the inclex of taking it again because you failed it, none of that is real. Okay. And so you need to be able to heal from those types of hurts. You need to be able to escape the past traps that keep you there. You know, some people love to just sit and daydream about how good it used to be in the past and they completely miss out on the present. They completely miss out on seeing their children grow. They completely miss out on writing the book that they know they were called to write or, you know, going out and meeting new people. I mean, there's so many ways that living in the past stunts your ministry. And everybody has a ministry. Everybody is supposed to be doing something. But man, if you can't get out of the past, if you can't let it go, it will steal your present and it will surely steal your future. Because if you're not paying attention to the present moment, you won't be able to get to the next thing. In the present moment is where you are trying to build your character. It is where you're trying to be learning the lessons that will help you in the next level. But if you're, if you're living in the past, you are not going to ever learn those lessons. You're not going to able, be able to overcome challenges because you're thinking about how good it used to be. And if you really think about it, it wasn't that good. It really wasn't. What's going to be good is when you get that nursing license. That's going to be good. Living mindlessly. I'm taking my time today. I don't have nowhere else to be. <laughs> it's Monday. Living mindlessly. What I can say about this, because I see it, not so much in people my age, or even people in the next generation, but I see it now more so in older people, is that they get to the end of their lives and they have a lot of regrets. Living mindlessly means you didn't really have a vision for what you wanted your life to look like. And so every day, you just kind of let stuff happen. You just kind of reacted to whatever was going on or you were living for another person or you, was, you were waiting to be told what to do. 
what to enjoy, how to, you know, come across happiness. You totally didn't have a plan for your own life. And because you were living mindlessly, the years just slowly crept by. And you didn't ever find out what you were really supposed to do. Because what you were really supposed to do has very little to what somebody else thinks that you were supposed to do. But we always, for some reason, prioritize what other people are thinking about us. Why do we do that? And so I think that is what keeps a lot of people living mindlessly because you're always prioritizing what your parents think you should be doing or what your spouse feels like you should be doing or what your friends think like you should be doing, you know, and not ever having this conversation with yourself, which is, I want to have this experience in my life. I want to travel to this country. I want to discover this part about myself. And so if you don't have a plan for your life, what happens is you're going to live somebody else's plan for your life. And when you get to a certain age, you're going to look back and say, what have I done? What have I done with all the time that I had, with all the opportunities that I had? You need to get your nursing license. That's what you need to do. If you have not prioritized that, that's the goal you could put in, in, in for yourself today. Make that a goal again. Whew, jealousy. What? Jealousy. Who? Jealousy. I don't really understand this, but I know it exists. Being jealous of what somebody else has is draining of your energy because honestly you don't really know what people are going through you don't really know what it took for somebody to get what they have and so if you find yourself being jealous of somebody else please understand that more than likely if you have a peace of mind you probably have it better than them you look at all the celebrities that we that we idolize here in the United States and we see them on movies on movie screens and we see them at the shows and they're winning awards let me tell you those people are weirdos real weirdos and when i say i say that and i'm saying it very sincerely is because the things that you have to do to get recognition in this world more than likely, the majority of us, we don't want it that bad. Like we literally don't want it if you have to do some of the things that those people have to do, <laughs> okay? There's always a compromise in this world. Satan can give you anything, right, in this world. But at the end of the day, mm, it's better to just have your own peace of mind and your own character. Don't be jealous of people. Don't be jealous of people. You have more than what you need. Toxic work environments. All I can say about this is wherever you're working, you're never going to be able to leave there if you don't get your nursing license. So if you have a toxic work environment and you are not actively in my V2 program trying to study to get your nursing license, then you must love it 
You love the toxic work environment because you're not doing what you need to do to get out of it. And so when people say, oh, I don't like this or I don't want that or I'm tired of working here. I'm tired of being broke. I'm tired of being poor. No, you're not. You love it. You love it because if you didn't love it, then you would be doing something to move out of it. But you just stand there complaining and not doing anything about it. You haven't scheduled your NCLEX date. You're not really studying. You're playing around. You're being consistent. Um, I'm sorry, you're being inconsistent. You love that toxic work environment. You want to stay in STNA. You want to stay in food service. You want to stay at Walmart. Because if you didn't, when people get tired of something, they do something about it, okay? Overworking, sitting too long. <sighs> Y'all, <laughs> you have to work just as hard as a nurse. The difference is you're getting paid for your value. That is the only difference. You're going to work hard either way, whether you're a nurse or whether you're not a nurse. Working hard is a part of this life. Nobody gets to opt out of hard work if you want to have a certain measure of success. The only difference is, are you going to be working hard at minimum wage or are you going to be working hard at 50, 60, $70 an hour? The only difference. That's it. And so does hard work always equal success? No, it doesn't. Because you guys know there are many people who work so hard and they can never level up just because there's a ceiling. They don't have the education to get to that next level. They don't have the, you know, the, the skills, the, the creativity, whatever have you. Hard work does not always equal riches, Okay. So this doesn't happen. But in nursing, hard work can because we already start out making a certain premium because of our education. So do you want to be working hard at $11 an hour or do you want to be working hard at $40 an hour? The choice is yours. The choice is yours. Some of y'all are working too hard right now at $11 an hour. You're working too hard about it. So this is, this is energy takers. Okay. Find yours, exit out. Find yours, decide this week to do something about it. We all have them. We all have something that we relate to on this list that we need to cut out. Okay. Monday motivation. Now, energy givers. We're going to replace some of those takers with these things. Getting out in the sun. Getting out in the sun. Being in the sunlight. For some of us, our skin requires it. For some of us, if we're not out in the sun, our skin starts to change. I was just telling Mark that. We need more sun in our life, okay? I'm in Ohio right now. I need to be in Florida. I need to be in Jamaica. I need to be in Puerto Rico. I need to be in where my, <laughs> where my, I need to be with my peoples. All right, nourishing food as well. Exercise, hydrate it. You need to be hydrated, fresh air, music. And look at these things. Most of these things are totally free. They won't cost you a dime to do. Deep breaths, 
self-care, positive affirmations. There's something very important about coming here on Mondays. It becomes a routine when you show up for Monday motivations. You feel better. But a lot of it is because you've replaced negative thinking with the positive affirmations that we do on Monday motivation. It helps proper rest and sleep, mindfulness, laughing, reading, vacation, okay? Even when you're studying, you need to take a vacation from studying. That could look like one day. That can look like two days break. Having a work balance, okay? Energy givers are people, things, or situations that uplift and energize you, leaving you feeling refreshed, positive, and motivated. I can't stress the people portion. And I didn't put it here, but you guys know there are people in your life that if you talk to them, after you talk to them, you feel terrible. You feel like all you did was complain, listen to them complain, gossip. All you did was, you know, leave with more questions than answers after the conversation. You don't feel like doing anything. You don't feel like going anywhere. Y'all have to, you might have to stop answering your phone. You might have to, when you see that person's number, catch them on the next go round because you have to be here. The people you communicate with have to be here. You need to be surrounding yourself with people who uplift you, who take you, who inspire you to the next level, okay? Most of the people in your life won't go on the journey that you're on. They can't, they can't go, they can't get there, okay? And so what you could do is you could try to drag them along the way, which is extremely draining, which is extremely difficult. You can try to drag people into your ministry or you can love them where they are, but keep moving forward. And the way you feel, <laughs> the way you feel about, mm, the way you feel will tell you what you need to do, okay? You are not always the answers to everybody's questions. You are not always the answer. Quit trying to be the answer to everybody's question. It's not you. It's not you. It's not you. If anything, when you try to step outside of your ministry, you end up giving people more questions than, than what they had in the first place. So please get out, get out of their way get out of your own way, mind your own business, okay? That's the positive motivation for some of you guys today. Mind your business, okay? Find one of these things to focus on. Get it done, okay? Get it done because this process could be short, okay? Or this process could be very long and it all depends on you. It all depends on you, all right? Is that it? I think that's it for Monday Motivation. Mm, let me read this. Our energy is a precious resource and how we use it can greatly impact our daily lives and overall well-being. To make the most of our energy, we need to be mindful of how we spend it 
and ensure that we use it in ways that align with our values, goals, and priorities. Values, goals, and priorities, guys. Okay, here we go. You like more of this? Sign up for my free NCLEX review, remarnurse.com forward slash RNU. If you haven't done that, take a minute right now. Screenshot this, make it a point to have yourself at this event. And so what it is, is it's going to be in addition to the V2 program. So if you have V2, amazing. I want you to have V2. I'll also be previewing the V2 during RNU, but I do want you to have this book because I will be writing simulations based off of this book. So I have the first one is a cardiac simulation. So you'll have to read blood pressure, myocardial infarction, and study the cardiac medications in this book. The second week is abdominal. It's an abdominal simulation. So if you have this book, and again, this starts May 29th. So we are just a few weeks away from Remar Nurse University. Get your book, get signed up for it, and you'll be ready to go with me every Monday night. I'll do Monday motivations in the day, and then I'll do Remar Nurse University in the evening. So second one is abdominal. Third one, third week, every Monday, we're going to do a new simulation. Goodness, what is that? Is that substance abuse? It's one, it's one of them, all right? So this is it. This is part of how we get ready during graduation season to make sure that our goals are in line. And that's it, it's just one step forward. We just, every day, we just make the most of that day, whether it's a day of rest for us or if it's a day we're studying hard. Everybody that showed up in class today, great job, you studied avian influenza. Now you can clear that off your list. We will continue to press forward every Monday, every Wednesday, winning Wednesdays. I also do a live review here on YouTube. Have both the book and sign up. Perfect. Perfect, Suzette. So I will see you then. Uh, every Monday, every Wednesday, I do this. This is part of how we as a community stay focused on our goals. Remar is not for everybody. There are many, many, many ways for you to prepare for NCLEX. When you come here, I'm looking for a people that are community driven, one that is not afraid of challenges, who will get the V2, right? And then who will show up for the additional study sessions that help to firm up, create a, create a sense of um, consistency in that way. Uh, the workbook is not out yet for the Remarnish University. I'm still finalizing that. I have two more simulations to write. So I did the first three last night. What was I doing last night? Oh, it was Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day. So after Mother's Day, I started um, writing the workbook for V2. It will be kind of, it will probably be, I don't know, 20, 30 pages, if that. We're going to do the simulation and then we're going to watch a video from V2. Okay. So if you don't have V2, you don't, you will be able to preview it during Remar Nurse University. You'll be able to preview some of the videos. Okay. What else? What other questions do you have? I have V2 as well. Perfect. If you have V2, then you have my lectures and you also have this book too. Make sure you have that. 
V2 is my comprehensive NCLEX review. It is my online program. Okay. I call it V2. It stands for, it's the virtual trainer too. It's the next gen version. So it is my online lectures, full course. It's a four week program that I do that I created. And it includes my quick facts for NCLEX book and my online question bank. That's my online question bank with the computer adaptive test. Okay. Thank you so much. I love that. Take your NCLEX prep to the next level with V2. Like I said, it's good for you to watch the videos on YouTube and things like that. But if you want to have a full comprehensive review that actually helps you to understand the foundations of the test plan, V2 is that. And so it includes many things. I have the quick facts book. I brought it. So this is the latest version of the quick facts, the next generation quick facts. So it, it literally has next generation study guide on it. Okay. Computer adaptive test. We're still doing the introductory price of the V2, not $200, not $169, um, but it's still $89. Okay. Is the V2 similar to the CD? No, it's not. The V2 is not similar to the CD at all. It's totally different. It's a totally different experience. Um, I did the V, I did the, the DVDs back in 2000 and I want to say 15. So um, I don't even have those DVDs anymore. Some, some of you guys have been knowing me. I've been doing this for like 12 years. So you guys remember when I first came out, I did have DVDs, but the program, the NCLEX has changed so much that, um, we had to move to the online platform. The technology was very important for my nursing students to have. So I wanted the computer adaptive exams. I wanted, um, the case studies. I needed you guys to have all those things. So V2, V2 will allow you to do that. $89 includes everything. It's true. It includes all of the lectures. It includes this book, the computer adaptive test and the question bank. The question bank has over 2000 questions in it. So mm -hmm. it's the program that I recommend to all nursing students who want to prepare for next gen NCLEX. And it doesn't, um, it's not a long program. It's just four weeks. Most people are doing it in three weeks or two weeks because it comes with a daily study calendar. Okay. Yeah, it was the DVDs. I just received my next gen quick facts book in the mail. I'm super excited. Thank you. Okay. I'm glad joy, joy. You have it. Sign up for Remar nurse university, please. Okay. Are we getting the workbook when we pay the $89? Um, if you mean Remar Nurse University workbook, no. I need you to sign up for Remar Nurse University. That will be, you know what? I could put the Remar Nurse University workbook in the file vault. Okay. I could put the Remar Nurse University book in the file vault. I will, um, I will endeavor to do that when it's done. Okay. Um, can you please explain how this, this, the quick facts along, can you please explain how we study the quick facts along with V2 in the study calendar? Yeah, 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 yeah. So in V2, my study calendar is downstairs, but that's fine. In V2, you have the daily study calendar, right? I don't have you, if you're using the daily study calendar, it will tell you exactly when you start studying the quick facts book. So the beginning of V2, you're really just focusing on the lectures and the practice exams. You don't start incorporating quick facts until study session number seven. Okay. 
and still until, so if you're following the daily study calendar, just focus on those first six study sessions. And then when quick facts come in, it will tell you when to start studying pages from this. But by the end of it, if you follow the daily study calendar, you will have gone through this book plus all of the V2. All right. So the best place I can point you to is the daily study calendar. All right. Let me know if you are using that. What link do we use to sign up for um, RNU? RNU is go to remarnurse.com. Let me get that away. Remarnurse.com forward slash RNU. Okay. RNU. Okay, so just take a screenshot of that. I just brought the quick facts only. Where can I get the calendar? Okay, calendar. If you just have this book, this book comes with its own calendar right here. Okay, quick facts study calendar. So if you just have this book, you should be using this calendar here. Okay. And if you just follow this calendar, you can, you can have the book studied in three weeks. This is a three week calendar. All right, so just a little resources in the front, but every nursing student should have this book. And it's just um, $25, okay, just $25. Still, we have it for $25. I think on Amazon, if you get the next generation guide on this book, it might be like $40, I'm not sure. It's okay, it's okay, Kyla, I know. We can, we can just start calling it calendar. All right, what else? If you go to remarnurse.com, that is how you sign up for V2 and you can learn all about it. Uh, you can also, um, I have some videos, I have some paragraphs about it, student testimonials about it. Is there any, is there any specific strategy to read the case studies to get the key points to answer the, the follow-up questions? So follow-up questions in general means something is wrong or something is not right. One of the things that I would suggest you do is look at the question first, because on NextGen, you'll see the, the patient information on the left side and then the question on the right. Read the question first. And then when you're reading through the nurse's notes or the medication, have that question in your mind and look for the points there. How to use my QBank. If you follow the daily study calendar as well, it will tell you times to go into your question bank. I would say prioritize the lectures before the QBank. So I know a lot of people when they first buy V2, they're interested in creating quizzes first. What I would love to see you guys do is follow the study calendar, but also reserve the question bank to maybe the last two weeks of your studying. And there's 2000 questions in there. Do you have mm -hmm. to do all of them? No. Should you do some of them? Mostly, you should do mostly, mostly all of them, but don't put too much pressure on yourself. When you're studying for NCLEX, you should come to a point where you feel like, we call it saturated with information. Like you feel like I really can't study anymore. I've come to, my wall where I'm totally saturated with information. I really just wanna take the exam, all right? 
That's how you should be feeling at the end of the process. Use the computer adaptive test, maybe four or five days before the exam. Just take it, take it, see, see how you do. It's a, it's a five hour programmed exam. You may be able to finish it sooner, but that, that's what I'll say. Prioritize the V2 lectures first and then get into the question, question bank later. Um, I want to know, can you have the V2 and QuickFacts and follow the three-week calendar in the QuickFacts book only? No, only because this is the calendar in the QuickFacts book. It's not going to tell you the V2 lectures that you should be using, uh, I'm sorry, that you should be watching or the practice exams. Well, I don't think so. I think you could follow the study calendar in V2 and finish the program in three weeks. Okay. I think you can do that. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. I feel like content is so important. And yes, questions are important, but like you said, it's best to know content and not go blind on doing questions only. Absolutely. And I think this is this addresses that. Is it possible to pass NCLEX with just your QuickFacts book and QBank? I mean, anything is possible. It is the is it the best practice? No, because essentially what you're asking me is can you pass NCLEX with just questions only? And I would never say yes to that. I don't really know your background. I don't know, you know, how long you've been out of nursing school or what your strengths and weaknesses are. But QuickFacts book is literally a book of questions. Essentially, it's a book of questions. The question bank is literally just questions. And so, Zaina, if you don't know, or Jaina, if you don't know your content, if you don't know your content, then I think it's not the best. I think it's not the best. <clears throat> If you upload new things, please, do you add it to V2? Also, because I bought mine in December, still renewing. Yes, I do. Um, the, the new things that I have, only thing that I have released that's uh, new separate from V2 is just the quick facts for next gen. This is, the, this is the new thing. Everything else I put into the V2. So when I first released it back in November, December, it didn't have a computer adaptive test. Now it does. That's included. So if you have V2, you have that computer adaptive test. Okay. There's one computer adaptive test. All right. So even if you have V2, that computer adaptive test is included. I don't make you guys charge for that. I've studied every day and I feel like I know a lot of content. When I do questions, I question myself and end up getting them wrong. What do you recommend? Yeah, so you're struggling with what a lot of people do. I mean, a lot of people, whether you're a new grad or you know, you've been out of school, you second guess yourself. So that's a, that's a habit. It's like biting your nails. It's a nasty habit, but for some reason, it's bringing you comfort to do that. But the results, as you are saying, are not there. So you have to flip that switch off in your mind. Practice questions will help you do that. So you have to be intentional about not second guessing yourself. Because usually your first mind is right. 
your, your first mind is right. So you already know what your problem is. You just need to fix it. And I don't know if you need me to say it, but stop second guessing yourself. Okay. You're going to waste a lot of time doing that sometimes. And what happens is the small voice that you hear in the beginning that says, no, that's not right. Okay. Or is this one? If you push past that voice, you won't hear it again. It'll go away. And so because you didn't listen the first time, you end up being off track. And the danger is with case studies, you continue to be off track that entire time. And so you end up, you know, not clearing your case study, which is a way bigger problem. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Can I just buy the quick facts only before RNU simulations? Because I'll be doing NCLEX next year. Yeah. Get quick facts. Every nurse should have quick facts. If you're, if you're a nursing school, you should have this book. Okay. And you can have this book and get ready for RNU. Okay. And if you already have this book already and you, and you want the rest of my program, it's just $69 because you already have this book. Normally it would be 89, but now it's just $69. So if you go to remarnurse.com, you can get the V2 without quick facts because you already have it. And it's just $69. I took NCLEX in February just doing questions and I felt I didn't know a lot of content. I brought V2 and quick facts and I have definitely improved on my assessment scores and I feel better on content. Yes. And that's the whole goal. Um, the way people expect content is very different is what I'm learning. Some nursing students are all about question banks and that's how they want to learn their content. That's totally fine. If that's how they want to learn, I have no problems with that, but I feel like based off of my experience with nursing students from all over the world, the lectures help more than a question bank. And so that's what I do here. Okay. Mm. I haven't nurse, I haven't started the nursing program yet. And I brought the quick facts. That's okay. That's all right. Um, I'm glad we're promoting content versus questions only. Absolutely. That's what we do here. And I am, I'm so confident. I'm so confident about this content. Like I said, I posted a, a TikTok video today from a former uh, EMT. So she was basically like a paramedic and she challenged the board, Nurse Martinez, shout out to Nurse Martinez. She challenged the board and said, hey, my scope of practice is like an LPNs. Um, she won, they made her do an NCLEX review. She did the V2. Um, she, she said she did a six week, like a six week training for nursing, six weeks, did the V2, took the computer adaptive test, computer adaptive test in V2 said, you're going to pass, took the NCLEX, passed NCLEX. Now she's working in, um, she's working in corrections, correctional nurse as a PN. And I posted that, um, I posted that testimonial today. And so what, what I'm, I'm saying all that to say that it is hard work and it is structure and it is accountability that is required to be able to sit for this five-hour test. 
And if you try to skip any of those three things, then you won't have the same results. Okay, you won't have the same results, but you can do it though. All right, um, getting ready for the seventh, 8 a.m. in Clex. Okay. <laughs> Okay, you got to be distant. You got to be consistent. Yep. So hopefully if you guys get, um, you know, if you guys get a chance to get the V2, you will not feel a need to use it, you know, inconsistently. You'll be able to finish it. You'll be able to do everything that you need to do. And you'll also feel like you have everything that you need in one place. That's why I have the lectures, the question bank, and the computer adaptive test all in one place, all of my material. Somebody says, I'm a Remar and RN. Can I challenge the EMT? So I don't, actually, I don't know. You want to reverse that scenario? Hmm. I don't know. I actually don't know. Let me know though, Brenda. That's interesting. I would feel like, I feel like nurses get paid more than EMTs. I feel like we have more, uh, especially as an RN. I feel like you would get paid more as an RN. Pass PM with Remar, as opposed to working full-time, would you recommend going straight to school for RN? Um, it depends on what your bills look like because certainly you are going to be able to make money that will be beneficial to you. Most of the PNs that I know that are in school for RN right now have worked as a PN for a few years and actually may still be working as a PN while going to RN school. But if you have it like that, where you don't have to worry about, you know, where, where your bills are going to get paid. Sure. Sure. Go, go right back to school for the RN. This is, you said, I want my EMT to hey, get it. How you live it. That's what I said. Have your own, make your own plans for yourself. If you want your EMT, then definitely, um, you might have to go, you know, you might have to do some training, some training, but you would definitely get a ton of hands-on skills, I can imagine. And I think that's why they let the EMT, EMTs challenge the board because more than likely EMT is probably going to have more hands-on experience than LPN in nursing school. Our clinical environments are so limited in nursing school. Well, we get to go to nursing homes. We may get to do a hospital Maybe, like maybe you might get to watch a baby being born, but if you are EMT, you're getting sent out to people's homes, you're on car crashes, you have fires. And so for me, it, it makes a lot of sense, you know? Hmm. How do you suggest using the V2 if you want to finish it in three weeks instead of four weeks? Yeah, that's, that's no problem. I suggest the, I have you studying for five days a week in the daily study calendar in V2. So if you want to finish it a week earlier, I would just do one more week, one more day. So do six days, do six days. You should be able to finish it. Some people finished it in two weeks because they don't take a break. They just do a small session section every day. Um, 
What is an EMT? Emergency medical technician? How many questions do you have on your cat? The cat is computer adaptive. So it will, it comes from a pool, I think of 400 questions, but it is going to stop when you clear the passing mark. Okay, so it, everybody's test will, will be different. Some people will do, uh, I can't remember how many, I, how many questions I did. I don't even remember. A hundred or so, and then it stopped. I want to start the PN. What's your advice for me, Miss Remar? Just pick a school. Pick a school. It doesn't matter. It, um, pick one that's the most affordable for you. I don't. The the climate of nursing right now is honestly, it doesn't make a difference if your school is, you know, a twenty thousand dollars school or a nine thousand dollars school. As long as it's accredited. That's the most important thing to you. You want to get your nursing license as cheaply as possible without scamming it out. I mean, to say, some people think, oh, if I get my RN from the community college or the university, I will be considered a better nurse if I go to the expensive university. No, you won't. You are, you are going to be a new graduate either way. You're going to have the same credentials either way. That's it. Okay. So don't go into huge amounts of debt trying to get a designer boutique degree. Get it, get in, get out. Okay. Get in, get out. So that, that's what I would say. Pick your school, look at what's required to get in, do that, get your, get in, get out. Okay. Um, Support, email me, support at Remar Review, Leslie. Support at RemarReview.com. You can, um, for the computer adaptive test, once you activate it, the time will continue to run. It'll just be like the NCLEX. You're not able to stop it and then come back the next day and pick up where you left off. No, you are able to take breaks. So for me, I was in the computer adaptive test and I got hungry. So I took a 30 minute lunch break and I came back to it. The time was still running down, but I needed to take a break. Okay. How many hours a day should we spend and how many days in a week should we allocate reasonably if we want to take the NCLEX in one month and a half? So, okay. So that's like six weeks. You should be studying five days a week, three hours a day. That's it. Five days a week, three hours a day. Make sure that you are doing a content overview first. Make sure you have this book. Make sure you memorize this book. Just having this book is not enough. You need to have memorized it. You need to go through the program and follow the daily study calendar. Um, I do think you should do the last two weeks mainly focusing on questions. Just questions. Creating exams, sitting through them creating more exams. Okay. Um, finish it. Don't mix and match programs. Don't be studying for multiple resources. Some people feel comfortable. They think they're doing a good thing by using two and three different resources together. You're not, you're not helping yourself when you do that. Okay. It makes you more anxious because you never feel like something is done. You're doing half of one program. Right. Those are the mistakes I see people making. 
Any tap any any tips for test anxiety? Yep. Test anxiety is when we make something um when we make something bigger than what it actually is. So with NCLEX, what time is it? It's 1.30. Okay. We've been going for a long time. With NCLEX, we get test anxiety when we put our fate into the exam. So we feel like, man, if I don't pass this test, my world is over. It's not. It's literally just a test. Number one. So let's keep it in perspective. If you don't pass NCLEX, you have another opportunity to take it. Period. It is not a life sentence or a death sentence. It's just a test. The second thing is that many people pass this exam. Many people pass this exam. And so be confident knowing that the majority of people who prepare for this exam do pass it. Also understand you are not expected to know everything. You're not. You're only expected to know half of the stuff on the test. Can you know half of the things on the test? Can you get a 50% on a nursing exam? Absolutely. You absolutely can. All right. So knowing those basic things about the test, you should be able to really give it your best, study, um, and go in there and demonstrate that you're competent in nursing. You don't have to be an expert, but you do have to be competent. Okay. All right. What else? What else? That's it. Okay. All right, guys. So what I want you to do before I leave here, make sure you screen share this, screenshot it, save it. Go to remarnurse.com forward slash R-N-E-U and sign up for Remar Nurse University. Okay. All right. That is what needs to happen. All right. Also, it is going to be a next-gen NCLEX review. For those of you who don't know, it's four weeks every Monday night. We're going to do some case studies, more likely sim simulations. Um, and then we're going to also be going over quick facts for NCLEX, okay? Quick facts for NCLEX. Remar Nurse University is for those who have failed NCLEX in the past, new graduates, repeat test takers, and definitely international nurses, okay? Those are the people who should be signing up for Remar Nurse University. It's the four-week free NCLEX review. So it is going to, and when you sign up for it, you'll get the schedule. Let me go to the slide. You'll get the schedule and um, you'll also be able to watch the replays of Remar Nurse University. More than likely, we will be leaving those up for those of you who have to work on certain Monday nights as well. All right, guys, but this is the event. I will see you all later. Have a wonderful Monday. It's the start of a new week. Bye-bye.